Have you been deep diving into health and nutrition and want to learn more? Up for a chat? Cindy O'Meara and the Functional Nutrition Academy present to you the Intro to Nutrition course. This 10-week introductory program is the perfect Kickstarter to help you gain knowledge, get empowered and develop a healthy relationship with food. To find out more and to get access to one of the world's leaders in nutrition, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash nutrition. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legendary co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the supermodel of health and wellness. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, sterling legend. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's, yeah. the fu- that's the second funniest thing I've ever heard. The supermodel yeah. of health and wellness. Amazing, Marcus Pierce. What you come up with is incredible. It's so great to be here with you again, Marcus Pierce, to uh, find out all things health and well-being about how do we age well. This is a really fascinating one, this one, um, because so many people, this affects a lot of people, not particularly, not necessarily this particular thing, but the overarching condition. The A word? You're talking about the A word? autoimmune word yes yeah, yeah this is interesting well, this people, is, people are going to love this interview if they have any interest in autoimmune if they have any interest in uh, self-esteem if they have any interest mm. in their looks or vanity um and i think if they have any That's not interest, many people and if they have any interest in michael jackson so i think if you've got any interest in any <laughs> of those four things you will you will be uh engaged for the next 20 minutes yeah. and you know what i love about interviews like what we're about to do is that we're not actually interviewing someone in their 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s we're actually interviewing right. and our two interviews recently have been with uh, i don't know if we can say gen y yeah but 31 years of age, we are going to chat with Blair Norfolk because Blair has an incredible story to tell. Blair used to grace the catwalk demo for Calvin Klein, Levi's. Yeah. He was just cranking it in the UK. Was a full-time working model, <laughs> um, just breaking hearts all over Europe. But here's what is fascinating. Uh, at 23, Blair started to suffer from ulcerative colitis in a not-so-good way. And then... Uh, and then um, fast forward a few more years, and he started to notice uh, spots appearing on his body. Uh, and then if anyone here knows the Michael Jackson story of Vitiligo, and we'll chat to Blair about that. But Vitiligo, a skin condition, autoimmune um, disease, which Blair was suffering. Not too good if you're gracing the catwalk, um, but he has turned his adversity into something incredible. And uh, Blair's been good enough to join us on 100 Not Out. Blair Norfolk, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Marcus and Damien. Pleasure to be here. A pretty confronting um, story or pretty confronting life event to to experience, particularly in your 20s and particularly when you're a model. Before we talk about, you know, I suppose all the good stuff, maybe let's just find out about the challenge. Tell us what it's like to be in your early 20s. Again, when I say breaking hearts all over Europe, but really like, let's be honest, your looks were your income stream. Um, your body was your income stream. Um, and not just that, but it's also your self-esteem. How did, how did this... Yeah, what? Tell us the range of emotions that you go through when something like this presents itself. Yeah, so look, I mean, being being an industry that you are expected to be perfect and whatever that means, and 
you rely on your looks to make money. Um, it's a pretty stressful and frustrating thing, as you can imagine. I mean, the same thing for anyone that suffers such a condition. It's uh, it's kind of you go through a range of emotions. Like it's pretty heartbreaking. Uh, then then you get to a point where you accept the level of uh, patches you have in your skin or depigmentation, as they call it. Uh, and then it gets worse. So it comes in stages, and uh, as it gets worse, it hits you again, and um, it becomes the only thing on your mind and the only thing that you think about. So for me, as I suppose a working model, uh, my whole my whole world fell apart. So uh, I was I was in Los Angeles at the time, working uh, working really well, and it just came as an initial patch on next to my my right eye. Uh, I was about twenty seven. I've been laying out in the sun for about 10 minutes and I noticed there's a fluorescent patch uh, and at the time I didn't think much of it but uh, you know as as time will tell and and I found out more about the condition as it progressively got worse it was a pretty harsh realization that I was going to have to make some drastic changes in my life um, in terms of income and, and job and profession and uh, also the fact that I wouldn't be able to go in the sun anymore without extreme protection. That's full on, isn't it, Blair? I mean, given that your whole uh, your whole outlook, your whole life was in and around uh, looking and feeling good, because you can't look good and not feel good, or the other way around, you can't feel good and not, it's, you know what I mean. I'm trying to say that if you're not feeling your best, you're not going to look your best either. Do you know what I mean? Even if you you're unbelievably good looking, which you obviously are, because you're on a, on the catwalk and you're modelling and all that sort of stuff. If you don't feel it. People aren't going to see it, if that makes sense. So just that little blemish on your eye that came up was enough to kind of shift your whole thinking. Did you start to lose modelling contracts? Did you start to, you know, get bumped because you had these little spots popping up? Look, I mean, initially it was fine. I was able to cover it up uh, for probably the first 12 months while I was trying to figure out what was going on. Um, the way it happened for me was, it was quite progressive, so... Uh, initially, it wasn't just a spot next to my eye. That was just the only part I noticed because it was burnt. Uh, and it goes a very fluorescent color, fluorescent pink when it gets burnt. Um, then I suppose I, I, on, on inspection with the dermatologist, they found uh, spots all over my body. Uh, and then every six months or so, uh, it would get progress and get worse and you would notice more. So I suppose it was about 12 months in that clients were starting to notice. And even with uh, a little bit of touch-up makeup, which I wasn't a fan of. Uh, believe it or not, being in that industry, I was still a bit, a bit of a man's man and not interested in, in all of that. But uh, even with a bit of uh, makeup, touching up patches around my face and hands where it's the worst, traditionally, for me anyway, um, I was starting to lose work. And you go into the agency to take your Polaroids maybe once a month, just fresh, fresh digital Polaroids for the clients. And... The agency was starting to ask questions. Uh, what's going on with your skin? What is that? Uh, is everything all right? So it, it did happen pretty quickly that I was able to cover it up and continue working. But uh, over one to two years, it did get to the point where I, I just had to make a change. Uh, either come out and be loud and proud like some of the – there are some models that have suffered vitiligo and done quite well out of it. But I suppose that is also a bit of a fad and not something that was realistic for me. It's interesting, isn't it, because um, autoimmune disease, and this is autoimmune disease, uh, can affect people in many different ways. Obviously, celiac disease is autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis, um, type 1 diabetes, um, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, and Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's, Graves' disease. We can keep on going on. There's more than 200 different autoimmune diseases. And and so we can keep on going on, but some of them can affect you in obvious ways and some can affect you in not obvious ways. Now, you did have another autoimmune disease um, that was 
you know, festering away inside your body. And, you know, interestingly, I don't know whether or not these two autoimmune diseases are linked, but you've got two different autoimmune diseases, which, of course, would shape the direction of anybody's life. How did you deal with two different types of autoimmune diseases? Well, I suppose that was the benefit of getting the second one. When I was diagnosed with vitiligo, it actually forced me to do something about it. Um, unfortunately, as humans, or especially myself, when I was in an industry created around vanity and the way you look, um, I didn't really do anything about the initial diagnosis of ulcerative colitis. I was just getting sick once a week quite badly, like bedridden. Um, I wouldn't be able to do anything. And it wasn't until the second one came along that I thought, this is now time to make a drastic last decision. It's time to get off processed foods, uh, get off the binge drinking, the late nights, um, lower stress levels, and start looking after my body. And it wasn't until, uh, I suppose, the impact of how I looked because because of the white patches all over my skin that it forced me to do something about it. So, Blair, I'm going to backtrack just a touch because I, I, want to, I want to touch on that and the responsibility that you took, but I'm going to ask the closest question to a gossipy question I can ever ask. And Damo and I both love Michael Jackson, and most people out there will know that vitiligo was something that was always mentioned with Michael Jackson. And he always said that he had to have it covered up because of the just the, the it was wreaking havoc over his entire body and so his makeup artist um, would naturally spend so much time um, covering up his body and you know people would often go on about the color of his skin and why is he white is he black and all these other things but having gone through what you've gone through in terms of covering up does it seem um, can you understand you know the level of particularly when when your looks are involved can you understand the level of detail um, in Michael Jackson's case, it's almost desperation in order to maintain some consistency in the look because spots can come up at any time and, and totally affect the look. Does it does it make it seem as somewhat more acceptable for you? Because so many people would call him Wacko Jacko because of his skin and all the rest of it. But um, does it seem to you it's like you can actually understand it and, um, and feel somewhat connected to it? Oh, look, definitely. I mean, a lot of people... Uh miscorrectly understand his condition that he desperately just wanted to bleach his skin and be different from who he was which is certainly was not the case from uh, especially from his medical condition standpoint um, the way I would like to probably explain it the way everyone would understand most a lot of people have to deal with acne or severe acne um, that's a reasonably similar headspace you're stuck in so you have a visual imperfection on your skin or on your face and it does significantly affect your confidence, um, your desire to want to be out and about. Um, you, you just want to hide away from the world. And it certainly almost brings in that sense of community and understanding of what other people like Michael Jackson would have gone through. So he, you know, being a big star and uh, being a good-looking guy, it certainly he would have been under an incredible amount of pressure just to, to cover it up and hide it. He wouldn't have wanted to be known to some guy with a, a horrible skin condition, especially back then when they, there was less science and less understanding of, of what was going on. Uh, also, as a, I suppose a man of colour, it's much, much worse. So for me, being quite pale skin, it's a lot easier to cover up. Um, and I suppose, therefore, it wouldn't impact your confidence as much. But it certainly, as soon as you go in the sun, you get a tan and you get a harsh line around all of your white spots, it it does look pretty terrible and it, it does it sort of attack the confidence further every single time. 
Now, mate, um, given, I mean, you did, you raised a very, you know, good point was the, the type of visibility that, you know, that many people actually have, you know, you're, you're being of um, a Caucasian skin color versus Michael Jackson having African-American skin, um, you know, things show up very, very differently. But, you know, I often say this when I was doing a weight loss TV show many years ago, some people would say, I want to lose 10 kilos. And some people would say, I want to lose 50 kilos. One person's 50 kilos is another person's 10 kilos. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of horses with courses, the way in which it affects each person is very, very different. And to some extent, the extreme is exactly the same. So, so what did it do? Like when, when all of this happened, what did you then go and do to try and understand about the process or about the problem? What did you do to, to try and correct it? What was your journey? So look, I mean, I'm very much a believer that, uh, I mean, modern medicine is fantastic. I want to know everything I could possibly know about it. As I suppose our millennials or, or has become the Google generation, we want to understand everything. We can find it immediately. We don't want to wait. So off all of my desktop research, it was a pretty bleak outcome, uh, the realisation that there's zero cure, um, the reality that most likely it's going to continue to get worse every year and every month of my life. And So what, uh, no, it, like steroids won't affect it, um, you know, um, immunosuppressants won't affect it. None of the sorts of drugs that you would have had for your other autoimmune disease would have would have helped this out. Yep. So I, I went the route and went to all the best specialists or the top dermatologists in Australia. Uh, they basically tell you it's as bleak as you believed it was off your off your Google research. However, they, they give me some special compound compound creams from the compound pharmacist, the steroid steroid creams. There's a UVB light therapy that I signed up for, which is actually quite dangerous because you are putting extreme, uh, extremely strong light on your skin. I suppose it, it's somewhat similar to the tanning beds that have been banned now, however, much worse for your skin because it's a narrow band UVB light. Uh, I tested and trialed all of those different things. Uh, I bought all of the home remedies, <laughs> suggestions to buy through the internet. Uh, every possible solution I exhausted. Uh, I have some pretty sharp friends with scientific backgrounds and we looked into a lot of the companies that were doing clinical research into different drugs to help the condition. Uh, there are some great ones that are having some decent success at phase one and phase two pharmaceutical trials. However, it is very hopeless still and, and there is no solution. There are certainly some people that have a minor amount of repigmentation um, and reduction in the length of the disease. So in terms of it getting worse over time with steroid in the, in the UVB light treatment. However, unfortunately for me, I had... Uh, absolutely no effect or benefit or uh, link to stopping it progressing. I just want to backtrack a moment if I can. Just um, And we talk a lot about just the power of peer group on 100 Not Out and just the power of socializing in terms of aging well and having people that um, you know, you love and love you being around you. Uh, but I always find it interesting when there's a, a, a chronic disease, something acute, often when it's a chronic disease, a, a lot of the time, um, people find that their friends or family don't really know how to respond. I'd be curious to know, and again, I'm backtracking, but I really want to understand the peer group side of it. Did you find that the people that you were spending so much time with in your workspace, in the modeling world, didn't know how to connect with you or weren't sure how to support you because the one thing which you had all had in common, which was your good looks, um, and uh, sorry, not yet. I'm sorry. What's the word? Because it's not that you're not good looking when you've got a skin. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like now that you don't have modelling in common, 
they didn't know how to support you. Is that did did you experience any of that or any backlash? Um, because again, we talk about how peer group and social support is just so important, even when things are good, but particularly when things are challenging. Um, did you experience anything there? Yeah, look, definitely, and that's part of the reason why I branched out my network and and moved on to other things that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, initially, as it got quite bad, um, I did experience, uh, I suppose, that feeling of being left out and not not accepted in those same groups. So, for example, you'll be uh, backstage at a fashion show and there'll be 20 or 30 other models there and you'll hang out for a long eight-hour day just waiting around, waiting to do your 10 minutes of work for the day. And, uh, you know, it, it, you'll just notice them looking at you and uh, excluding you from conversations and things. And I know within the workplace that's a trivial thing, but it still is uh, something that you need to get used to or or, or acknowledge or even uh, I suppose me being a confident guy, I would go straight up to people and say, look, um, you know, is there a reason why uh, this is going on? And they would just get quite awkward about it. Yeah, and I think that's it. I mean, I, I, still, I still believe that everyone's human heart is – very precious, uh, no matter what industry we're in, and no matter um, you know how robust or, or resilient we are. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's refreshing for people to know that despite the challenges that you had, you were still um, able to maintain your own sense of self and self esteem. And um, just to 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 wrap up, Blair, I think as you said earlier, you've really turned a major challenge into a into a great opportunity. You've actually formulated a superfood to help. Um, just to help full stop, do you want to share this adventure that you've been on? Because I know it hasn't happened in a short um, space of time, but you know we've we've spoken on the transition that you've taken, you know, through the I suppose the, the, the I suppose the modelling world. But since you've come back to Australia, what have you done with Activated Nut- uh, Nutrients Daily Superfood? Yeah, look, so I mean that that's where my story turns to a positive, and uh, where, where I'm really gained my excitement and energy for life again, even dealing with the conditions I still have. So. Uh, I got together with a few of my friends about uh, three, four years ago. We started doing some research into my condition, and also um, I'd make a, I'd made a significant lifestyle change into eating healthy whole foods solely. Uh, I I went to a vegetarian and vegan diet for a short amount of time. Did a bunch of water and juice detoxes. I was trying everything a natural remedy to help my condition, being that science wasn't up to the task. Uh, and that led us to starting our company, Activated Nutrients, which. We are a plant-based um, supplement company, and we we formulate our first range of products to be a natural alternative to, I suppose, a multivitamin pill or a synthetic multivitamin. Um, so we we went about getting the best experts in the industry together uh, to build a really great product that, for me, intention was to help solve my own problem selfishly, but then also offer something that uh, could help help everyone with just general health instead of uh, conditions such as myself. So um, on, on that journey, I suppose uh, eating well and changing my lifestyle is where I started to see positive effects within my condition. So being on our, our daily superfood, which is the greens powder, and eating a whole food diet, which I've been uh, religious with for the last two years, um, my ulcerative colitis has got to a point where I haven't had an attack in two years. Um and my vitiligo, I'm not going to say something ridiculous like it's been cured. However, it has not progressed in the last two years and I have been getting repigmentation in spots. So it actually has been improving and getting color back in the white spots. So, look, I certainly attribute this to a whole change of lifestyle. However, 
uh, our, our products that we've developed with uh, Dr. JB, our chief science officer, um, some fantastically uh, talented and skilled nutrition nutritionists and dietitians that we've been lucky enough to work with over the last few years uh, have developed a really great product. So our, our greens product, which is uh, uh, an all an all in one multivitamin powder, is something that I I put all my energy into now and, and stand by, stand behind. Well done, Blair. It's a it's a wonderful story. As I said, you know, um, to go through that adversity and and turn it around and then to and to create a solution not just for yourself but for for humanity is wonderful. And I think you know um, to like what you've said that it's not saying you're not saying that you know one thing is a cure all, but you're saying you to actually have improvement to have you know stability um, with the vitiligo and improvement and also no attacks in two years. It just you know on a personal level, you know, Damo and I both congratulate you and. Um, turning something yeah, so challenging into a positive. So, well done. I'm going to put um, in the show notes the before and after pics um, of your skin if you're okay with that because I do think people you know, <laughs> yeah. will get a real sense of you know the transformation that you've um, undergone just by taking that responsibility that you, that you said has been, you know, you decided to change your lifestyle, to change your diet, um, to improve your health. You weren't, you know, sitting on the couch just whinging and moaning and complaining. So, I just think, you know, on behalf of Damo and my so that that just requires some major congratulations and you've done something with it so yeah well done again and as we like to say to every single one of our guests on 100 not out blair may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life thank you very much for having me appreciate it no worries damo uh thanks again for your wisdom on 100 not out great to have people it's like blair great. Norfolk on 100 not out 31 years of age yeah, doing it's nice hey things. it's good um yeah with his life well done, so Blair. well done to Blair for all the show notes guys head to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out for more info on Damo go to damienchristoph.com myself marcuspierce.com.au and check out the entire range of wellness podcasts available when you're next in the iTunes store and give 100 not out a 5 star rating thanks again for your support of the podcast and until next week continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.